Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the ball. Welcome along, everyone, to our latest episode of the RTGA podcast. We are back for back. another year in 2024. It's hard to believe, Rory, we're back at it again, but uh, excited yeah. and raring to go. It, it, the phone was hopping this morning, Jackie, with like, you know, lots of different GA people. And you could really sense there's been such a, a such a, I suppose, a vacuum for so long. It's fantastic. You can kind of feel a little bit of the energy starting to seep back in. It'll probably be a bit of a slow burner because it's been it's been away so long. But I think once the game starts this weekend, it's going to be great crack. Can't wait for it. Yeah, me too. Well, <clears throat> Lee Keegan and Kieran Whelan are with us. And Lee, I was chatting to earlier saying, Pat Spillane said it's all going to be over again in 182 days. It feels like it only just finished. You know, it's it rattles around so quickly. It's like a roadrunner. I just go, 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 go. Um, poor Pat, I'd say now, was was uh, probably happy he's not involved at the speed of it. So, uh, but uh, no, he made a really good point. Like it's it, once you blink, it's it's once the Sunday kind of comes around, the year just goes crazy. And I mean, it's probably great in one aspect that that it's game on week on weekend week out. Sorry, but in terms of breaks and digesting the whole year, it's intense. It, it, it's intense it's 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 full on um it really is like battle of wills just to get through the year so um it's great to be back but uh it's definitely another probably area of concern that we probably digest more as the year goes on that that it's over in that 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 time time frame so yeah and i think kieran maybe that's part of the reason why you do see some lads stepping away like you look at the likes of dean rock in in your own dublin that some lads just say look I've, i've given everything i can to this and it just comes a point when they just can't do it anymore yeah, I think so, Jackie. And I think, listen, I think in Dublin, we're glad that it's only Dean and Mock that stepped away. <laughs> Davy Byrne, Davy Byrne. <laughs> well, Davy Byrne, yeah, he's taking a break. Yeah, But like, I, I think, you know, that narrative last year, and I think there was genuine uh, thought behind it that it was kind of one more push and the, the, the band was back. But I think that victory has kind of solidified probably the relationship with the management and players. And there seems to be that appetite that if they were able to do it last year, they might kick on. So I think, you know, Dublin knockdown, not not too hard done by, uh, but I think it's a very valid point, Jackie. Like you know, a lot of guys realizing that there's a lot of lot more life outside football, and yeah. and while it is a, a massive honor to wear that county jersey, and I think maybe ask Lee and myself, would we do the same again? I would do exactly the same again. You loved every minute of it, but I tell you what, you also loved is you loved your breathers from it, you know, uh, because it's intense physically and it's also intense med- uh, mentally, and I think that that mental fatigue on players now that you're going into this season, seven games in nine weeks, like the following week, some teams are out in championship, you know, your, your provincial championships are run off in two, three weeks. You're then into a group system. It's, it's, it's massively demanding physically, mentally, and, and guys with jobs and stuff like that. So I think over, over a period of time, the retirement age is going to, is going to come down. And there's no doubt about it because we're at, we're demanding a hell of a lot of our intercounty players. And, uh, it's only natural that some of them will will focus on their careers because I think we'll all we all admit when you when you walk out that dressing room door, you step outside that bubble, you're on your own again. And I think it's only only right players have to you know, they have to think about their, their own lives and what's important for them. So uh, I, I do think it's a trend we'll see evolve over the next few years, no doubt about it. 
I think what's interesting as well, Lee, is it's not just the players retiring. It's also the people like, you know, Rory mentioned, Davey Byrne, Jack Barry mm-hmm. stepping away, Richie Donnelly, even Rory Began taking up an opportunity to potentially go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think Kieran is right. Lads are saying maybe there's more to life that I can do this during my intercounty career, which maybe they weren't doing a couple of years ago. I decided to pick you guys to fulfill my time when I retired. So <laughs> you chose me. well. I'm surprised you haven't gone back, Lee, then. <laughs> um, well, it's funny. I thought about this earlier, Jackie, and it's, you know, there is a certain element with certain people that walked away. Like you mentioned, there's Richie Donnelly, Jack Barry, Dean Rock, and, and say David Byrne. I know Dean is retired. But I talk about this in a in a logical way. Them guys have near fulfilled a career because they've all all earned medals. So it, it's probably an easier decision in terms for those guys to walk away and say, you know what, I've got my got my time in my career. I've medal in my back pocket. Pretty, it's a pretty easy enough decision for me. Um, but then in terms of the likes of Rory Began, I mean, when are you ever going to get those opportunities in life again? Um, and I think if it does work out well for him, and I think he's a great opportunity. He will put a lot of his success down to GA and where it brought him to. Um. So, I mean, the reality is, and I do agree with Karen, I think the retirement age will become younger. I think the demand on players, because it's not just Intercounty we're looking at anymore, it's the club season now is constant. Like, we're on about the Glen Bridge game of the weekend. Those guys are straight back into Intercounty football straight away for a lot of them. So, I mean, it's it's constant. It's And I even know clubs back home in Mayo, they're already back training, and we're not out until April. So, there's huge demand across the board, be it club or Intercounty. But, but in terms of those guys walking away and um, there is so much more to life uh, Jack Barry's gone traveling I know Richie's his own business Rory's pursuing a new career so there's so many different avenues for, for guys outside of integrated football and now they're starting to realize that uh, and I said the time span is getting shorter for their careers at the moment mm. so Jackie while Lee is basically saying for for immortals like him and me we're tortured for the rest of our lives because we never <laughs> 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 scarred for life here, come to Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> a whole county in torture. Oh, stuff. Well, that's a nice little uh, setup for the year ahead that we can all expect. Well, let's rattle into it then. Because, Rory, the one thing that we do know is that the games come ticking fast. And you look at that Division One scenario, even this weekend Dublin and Derry, after getting promoted last year, Kerry, Derry, Monaghan, Tyrone, Galway, Mayo. Look at that Division One. I know we say this every year, but it it feels incredibly competitive, even looking at it now, and looking at, I suppose, like for all the teams, what's potentially at stake and how different so many of them are on so many different paths. So let's start off with somebody like Derry, right? Hmm. You get to a Division Two final last year. Things are going really well. You get to an All Ireland semi final. What? more can Mickey Hart get out of this team given that that was the biggest managerial move of the winter and could he potentially deliver an All-Ireland that starts in the league and they get off fast and running this year like maybe a lot of people expect them to Getting off fast and running I think is going to be a challenge given how many mm-hmm. Glen, how many Glen players are in that would potentially be in that starting 15 um, they, like you, you would imagine they're at least going to get a week or two weeks off um, I mean, and look, the whole county, I'm sure. Derry clubs have won All-Ireland clubs in the past. Like, they've they've a very healthy club scene. So, look, I'm not going to say that Glenn winning it is going to bolster the whole county and drive them on to win an All-Ireland at senior into county level. But at the same time, I'm sure it does give a boost to people's football fortunes and their sort of general outlook heading into the new season. In relation to where they stand under new management, 
I think the jury's very much out on that, Jackie. I, I'm not so sure at all. I like Damon Fitzmaurice wrote a really interesting column. He about two or three weeks ago, where he made the point that he thinks they could potentially regress. Now, <clears throat> it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays out in real terms. The air gets thinner. They've obviously worked their way up the leagues. They're now, you know, playing Division One football week in, week out. It's going to be pretty tough for them. Uh, last year, obviously, they were like in Division Two. They won it. Or sorry, they, they got to the final in the end. They beat Dublin along the way. But they're going to meet that challenge week in, week out with not a very big squad. Like they tend to go to the same old, same olds. He doesn't flesh things out. Well, he cert they certainly didn't under Rory Gallagher and Kieran Mina after him. So I think they might find it challenging. The only thing that I think might play in their favour is I think a lot of the other counties know no different to last year. And this is where the calendar will probably come into play in terms of the managers that have learned best on how to apply the lessons of 2023 is that a lot of the teams, like the runners and riders for All-Ireland success, I think they might be quite shifty in terms of what, like you see, you see it already with Dublin, for instance, they might necessarily pull out any of the older stock until well into April, maybe, you know. So look, I think there might be an opportunity for them to potentially make a league final, but I think in the overall scheme of things, that could turn out to be a false position. Mm. I understand that, Kieran. right? Because Rory's right. Some of those bigger teams, they might decide, look, we don't need to give the league a rattle and that might play into their hands. But for somebody like Derry, if you are coming in under new management, surely hitting the ground running early in Division 1 is actually what's going to set them up for success. It's exactly what they did last year and that's why they were so successful. Yeah, I suppose, listen, what's, what's the ask of Mickey Hart? What's his... Get to a final. At uh, least, uh, isn't well, it? Would it be? I, well, I, I think it's to deliver an All Ireland final or to deliver an All Ireland, in my view. Because that's what I would have thought. Yeah, yeah because mm -hmm. Derry Earls, they're champions. They're back Division One. Now, the thing about Derry, Derry were probably one of the most organized teams in terms of their structure, in terms of their set plays, in terms of how they play the game. They were very, very rigid defensively, and we know how they evolved that offensively last year. And it was it was prevalent there on, on Saturday night, even against Donegal. Donny Ball sat back deep and it just played into Derry's hands to just pick them off, even though it was a week. It wasn't a great Donegal side out that was on, that was playing. So I don't think he he will change a whole lot. I don't think he can afford to change a whole yeah. lot because I think if he does go in and try and tweak a lot, it could backfire because there is an expectation that they're 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 at you know they're at the top of the ladder, they've one or two more rings to get. And he can't take that risk. And, and there was certainly, in it, from what I could see even on Saturday evening, there was very, very little change to the Derry game plan. And I think he, he's probably coming in hoping that he can maybe add, maybe develop a couple of three or four more players. Emma Bradley's gone back in to try and get that little bit of depth and to, 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 to kick them on. But you're 100% right, Jackie, in order to get by in, in that group, because there's no doubt that, you know, it's the equivalent of Pat Gilroy or Jim Gavin going down to me. There's no doubt there's a cloud there that people will will only be looking to, you know, burst if, if things go against them. And I think Mickey Hart in his nature wants to win every game. You can see that 11 players, I think, played the other night. They will be very competitive in the league. He'd be bringing the Glen lads back in. He'd be trying to instill that belief, getting buy into that culture that they, he will deliver in All-Ireland. And to, in order to keep that and build that sense within the dressing room, they've got to be winning games. So I think they approach the league in a very different like manner. Like, like I can look at the league in its overall context. It's a fantastic competition. It whets the appetite. Loads of great games. But does anyone really care who wins it? In no. Division 1. No, in Division 1. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you who would care, though. Yeah. Derry would care. Because if they did win Lee, 
that's a that's a game changer for them because the only way for them to have a better year than what they had last year is that for them to win some. Yeah, but I think if they won the league and they landed on their arse and the yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah look, at Mayo, look at Mayo example last year. Did, yeah. Did, like, yeah. What's categorised as a good year? Then win the league or going out the way they did against Dublin? And I would say up here that was probably a pretty poor year overall mm. because everything's based in championship. Yeah, it's great when the league. I I understand, but they'll learn. They'll they'll take a lot of learning from last year. That I think the biggest thing for Division One teams because there's not really a lot of a consequence regardless because Division One and Division Four are fine. You're you're in your respective competitions regardless. But the thing with Division One is you need to start hot. So your first two or three games are big for teams. It sets you up for the year ahead then. You can start kind of trying different systems, different players, giving guys game times maybe from injuries. So I think the first two or three games, particularly for a lot of the league teams, are just getting a victory and setting themselves up then to move forward into the championship prep. I think we're with Derry. I just think it's in Mickey Hart's nature as well and Derry's nature. They'll go hard for a lot of games. Uh, and that's my worry is that we'll, like the last two years they've had and they've been really good years, I just think they blow a bit of steam towards the latter end of the year again. And that's mm -hmm. a big challenge for, for Derry. And again, the need to rest the likes of Connor Glass, um, who he put on an absolute sensation for him this last Sunday, uh, one of the all-time great performers of the club. So the need to mind him, uh, he's going to be pivotal what they do later in the year. I think he's just an absolute sensational footballer and what he can bring to them. So I will be putting the, the duvet over him for a couple of weeks to let him digest what's happened and come back in fresh and ready to go. Um, but yeah, I do agree. I think Derry, the way Derry operate and their aspirations, they will go hard for the league, I think, uh, just in their nature. Mm. What about the other teams then, Lee? Who do you think, like, let's say someone like Galway, for instance, right? I think maybe they flattered to deceive a little bit last year. Would a team like them really get something major out of winning a league for Porrick Joyce, for him to get buy-in from his players, who who definitely did not have the season they expected last year? Honestly, no, Jackie. I don't. I, I see bigger things for Galway, um, and there's a couple of reasons why. Um, I thought they got quite unlucky last year um, in terms of injuries. So I just take the Mayo game as an example. Comer got injured. Shane Welch's form dipped last year because I think of the long season with club. I think this year now he's been, he's had a good rest of losing the semi-final. Bringing back Liam Silk for me, one of the best defenders. Kieran Malloy, they've added Fintan O'Curran at full forward. So I look at that Gola team and I think they have bigger aspirations than league this year. Even bigger than Connacht, I think they're looking big this year and I, I I really firmly believe if they click together and they get the right balance and um, they are really dark horses for me this year for that right prize Um, there's too much there and I it's a good point if I look at the age profile you know Comer and Shane Welsh in particular they're not they're not, they're not kids anymore early, not you know? chickens, no and that's yeah. the challenge now can they get those two in particular playing well together Um. I am be, I'm yet to see them fire and all cinder as, as a collective. Those two I'm talking about because they're brilliant individual footballers. I mean, they're they're the rank really high in terms of elite or top forwards. But I would be really worried if those two in particular click together and the damage they could do the teams going forward. So I think Port Joyce is under a little bit of pressure this year to deliver something big. Uh, I don't think a league or Connex enough. I think he he's looking at a bigger bigger picture than the than the track. Mm -hmm. I would agree, Lee, and I think that the other person, I think that he looked like he was hobbling around on one leg last year was Killian McDade. Yeah. 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 And Sean Kelly. Sean Kelly, well Kelly with the ankle yeah. injury and the extra defenders back. I think they're bigger fish to fry even than the league. And I think they go also, they go to London the week after league final. Yeah. That's correct, yeah. So, again, I think there'll be a lot of lessons taken from last year's league final and the impact they had on Mayo as well. Mm, interesting. What do you think then, Rory, about 
at the other end of it, right? I mean, write Monaghan off at your peril. Yeah, and well, I'm never, I'm never back in Monaghan year. for never. relegation. Never <laughs> back in for relegation anyway, that's for sure. Who is under the most pressure, do you think? Well, well I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we say it every year. I mean, every you're, year. About, you're about to be right yeah. at some stage. We never learn. Yeah, you know, uh, like they have... They, and like they're finding a couple of players again. They've had a very... A, a pretty good track record in underage competitions. They've been making Ulster finals at 20s and minors levels and they've won a couple of Ulster under 20 titles, I think, not in the not-too-distant pass. So <clears throat> I think, like, they'll find... They get, just get the most out of themselves. I think maybe the only issue is the leadership that Began might... Began, yeah, begging up, begging yeah, out yeah. of the dressing room is... That's leader. And then you've also... And yeah, I know... Kieran Hughes, uh, while maybe not uh, a guaranteed starter for Monaghan, just in terms of the leadership that, again, the Hughes brothers in general brought to that Monaghan side, I think that could impact them. Look, I think it's a three-way scrap at the bottom if that's how it pans out, if all teams were going full tilt between um, uh, Monaghan I think Roscommon will potentially struggle. And I think Tyrone, I think Tyrone are going to be right in the mix for the trapdoor. Well, I, since they won the All Ireland in 2021, Lee, they have not performed at all in the championship. They picked the, they picked the right year to perform, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I probably would be concerned with Man in a little more this year. I, I do think Began, his influence on that team. Um, Manzi's another year older. They know they can't get too much more out of him. Um, at least he's committed to playing, though. You know, really leadership. I think that's really important for them. But they lost a really hot board. Uh, that's gone to Australia. It's Gallagher, is it? Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's tough on his own. Kieran Hughes again, big leader for that team. So then, but then I look at Tyrone. I I, I find this fascinating. The turnover players since twenty one is oh. ferocious. You, you have yeah. Sludden. Sludden is retired. Ronan McNamee Danny, is gone. You know, Danny. obviously Richie Donnelly is taking a year out. Matty, then you've Matty, got Matty Donnelly injured, isn't he? Matty he Donnelly did, may yeah. not may not come back. <sighs> I mean, that's some turnover of high quality players. And you take the year before as well. Um, you, you'd wonder why was there. This is what I think. Maybe there's a fulfillment that that all all in was enough. Um, job done. Box take for for a lot of them. Maybe I do, and that's only making an assumption, but. I, I would worry about them um, in terms of what style or system is going to work for them. Um, and they were pretty ponderous for the lot of year last year, I felt. Um, well, they got I, annihilated. I, I, they got I, I absolutely annihilated by Kerry in yeah. that quarterfinal. And I mean, you know, Kerry were giving it the whole Yera and, you know, the old Pishogs and, oh, it's Tyrone, it's Tyrone. They minced, they absolutely made mince meat of Tyrone. I think we're waiting for a cake a lower away from Tyrone. Like, I suppose we probably fell into the trap door of the performance against Donegal, but then we had to realise Donegal were pretty ponderous last year as well in terms yeah. of the way they're at. So I think we kind of fell into that trap door thinking Derek Hanneman's going to save them, Rory's going to save them, yeah. these kind of leaders. And, and it just didn't work for them. So I, I would see Tyrone definitely in, in, in the bottom half based on what we've seen last year and based on what's happened since as well losing like losing back to me is a huge loss I mean he's one of the top fullbacks out there so in terms of leadership they're going to have to ask a lot of you guys to step up now for league mm. well that's a uh, division one so much to look at in terms of that just in like who's going to win it who's going to drop down you can just not pick that but if there was one division that you would not want to be in division two to me Kieran is the one because I think every year we say oh it's the most competitive one and sometimes it does feel like it's just lip service but because of what's riding on it particularly for the likes of the Donegal's the Armaz, Cork 
people consistently talking about them having to deliver something. I feel like we're talking about these kind of teams all the time, that one of them has to step forward from the pack. And there's quite a few of them who have not done that in the last couple of years. And Jackie, sorry, sorry, Willow. And Jackie, one person, one team you did mention there, and looking at what he spent, <laughs> given given the budgets that came out, I'd imagine Culliver Work is under a bit of pressure as well. <laughs> Careful, Rory. At least at least he didn't spend it on a fence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like Division Two is really where it's at because you're, you know, I suppose the trap door of finishing sixth potentially can get you caught depending on the provincial championships and that sort of stuff. So it's. And again, Lee spoke about getting the early points in Division 1. It's so, so important in Division 2. And when you look at the teams in it, you look at like Donegal, we know they would be extremely competitive. They have a lot of conditioning work done. We know what Jimmy McGuinness brings to the table. Can he do it in that short space of time? Uh, yeah, I, I think they would be extremely competitive and I think they will have ambitions to go back to Division 1. And you can see while they're missing a lot of their key players the other night, everybody is back everybody is back wanting to wear that county jersey and when you actually go through the some of the players are missing last year they do have a lot of quality and you can see their conditioning is good their work rate is good you know he's trying to just implement a few basics to get them back to a certain level uh and i i think they'll be extremely competitive in in in, in division two and i think along with them you know you look at Armagh and Armagh appear to be in the preseason keeping their heads down a bit low profile you know they they kind of baffled to deceive last year a little bit, but at the same time, you know, they're very close to taking out Derry and Ulster final. You know, could have taken Monaghan, uh, lost them to penalties twice. So, but I think even the division one games that they lost last year, Kieran, they lost four of them by a point. Like they did, yeah. a, they're and very I, unlucky. You know, I think they put a lot of energy into the league last year, and I think they might have ran out of gas a small bit if I'm being honest mm. uh, Jackie so Division 2 might suit them but while you would expect Armand Donegal to be maybe tipping around the top then you look at Mead and you look at Cork and you look at Kildare and you look at Cavan possibly who brought in new management and a lot of quality in their backroom team but particularly Mead, Cork and Kildare you're saying well, who's going to step up which one of them is going to come out of the pack and finally step up Kildare last year showed flashes near the end where there seemed to be a bit of disharmony in the camp early doors that changed some of the backroom team. Too much whinging. There was a lot of whinging going on out of Kildare. Like uh, Cork Cork looked to be under John Cleary and Kevin Walsh. You know, they rattled Mayo last year, put it up to Kerry, getting closer to Kerry. You know, are they they ready to come out of the pack? They have a good few quality forwards coming back into, coming into the mix. If they go, Matney, Chris O'Jones, the, the Castlehaven boys back in, you know, have is there a bit of quality there? And then Mead, you know, they're coming from the Talton Cup with a bit of momentum behind them. So Division Two mm. is I- intriguing. And I think Loud and Fermanagh are the ones for me that could struggle, you know. Uh Loud obviously had got momentum last year under Mickey Hart. But I think if you drill into, you know, I know Jerry Brennan's gone down there, but like did they overachieve? You know, they got it badly wrong against Dublin. Dublin wiped the floor and Kerry hit them a bad gave them a bad beat in the end of the group stages maybe they overachieved last year and I think they might find the pace too heavy so yeah I division two is going to be fascinating I think uh and and it's 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 very very hard to call but if I was to pick it I'd be saying that I think Donegal will come up and Armagh Armagh stroke Cork would be with the two that I think will be there thereabouts 
I think there's a lot of pressure on teams there, though, Kieran, to be honest. Um, like, Clare for me is, is, is such an inconsistency over performance from back to back, like Joe. I felt that, I know not, we're looking league, but like in their championship, they beat Roscommon. I I think that kind of covered a lot of their cracks in the air. I, like they need to be far more consistent for the pool of players they have. I think that's something they need to look at. And Feely was very adamant about the same same thing with the same message that they they have to be performing week in week out. It's it's okay one week doing it, but the following week then they come out and get blown away by a team that should be beaten. So there's big pressure until there. And for me, Cork as well. I think we're talking about Cork in this transition for, for it feels like ten years. It's a big year for Cork. It takes um, that long. <laughs> well, it's 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 it, but, but like for, for a county as big as them, like yeah, they have the yeah. players now. Uh, the same that the manager of the trust. So now it's a big year. Can they put another year of performances back? Like the the, the beat Mayo and rightly so, beat Roscommon, bloody Connacht teams. But and then um against Derry, I suppose as bad as the game was, they were competitive. So I think it's really important for for the likes of Kildare and Cork in particular that Division Two was in somewhat successful. Whether that's not achieving Division One, but but getting consistency, I think, is their biggest challenge this year, and that only bode well for their championship aspirations as well. The difficulty for a team like Cork, Rory, is what they're being compared to. You know what, like what is a good year for Cork now? Because making an All Ireland quarter final, like being in the last eight, given where they are in the league, is actually probably a pretty good year for Cork. So, mm. what what turns the dial for John Cleary for them to take the next step, and how far off it are they? Well, like the the no people can might say that this is quirk of the, this is the quirk of the draw, or maybe they got lucky breaks. I don't know how you can do that over the course of five or six years. But Cork have been in quarterfinals more often than anybody else bar Dublin Kerry. So they're kind of a top A team when it comes to championship. Where they struggle, I think, is early on in league campaigns. And that's been particularly acute the last couple of years. And I think part of that reason was the number of players that were committed to Sigerson Cup, particularly UCC. UCC went deep into Sigerson Cup campaigns and most of the lads, that, the top players for UCC were playing with Cork as well. That's how Cahill O'Mani picked up his injury last year and we didn't see him again as a result. So I think they won't have that. That problem won't be as bad this time around. The UCC are gone. I think they were beaten last night by Minute, who Derek Kerwin, by the way, from Kildare, had an unbelievable game. So, yeah. <clears throat> so like, a, a, and a top-class player. But the... Reality for Cork is like promotion, and if they were to make a semi final, would be an outrageous year. And I think it's within them. Like they had, they're, they're still struggling with a couple of key positions. The half forward line really doesn't contribute enough on the scoreboard. Might get a little bit isolated at times from the inside line. But if Calamani comes back fit, Connor Corbett, I think, is going to come on the scene very, very shortly, like as a big player. And then you potentially have the likes of Chris Oak Jones, Sherlock, and Brian Hurley battling it out for maybe the other inside line. I think you'll have a reasonably good scoring threat. I think the back six, they'll be able to compete with pretty much everybody. Um, midfield, a little bit weak again. Played Dublin in a challenge match there last week. And Cork are fantastic at challenge matches, as we know. But played Dublin in a challenge match there last week. And um, uh, Dublin played pretty much the strongest team that they had available to them because obviously they didn't... They played uh, the, B, the B teams during the Oborn mm. Cup. So they played effectively. It was a kind of a, most of the frontliners and the match finished in a draw. They ran Kerry close last year, defeating Kerry, maybe winning a Munster Championship, making an All-Ireland semi-final and getting promoted. That'd be an outstanding year. And their attainable goals. Will they go and achieve it? Well, yeah. I, I think, Dan and Rory, I think Cork, the biggest change I saw in Cork was 
making themselves difficult to break yeah, down. Yeah. And, and listen, whether we like it or not, I suppose the way the modern game has got, you know, it's kind of getting the defensive uh, structures in place first. And I think we're seeing now that, you know, whether teams defend very deeply or they defend from midfield back and then it's that counter-attack game. And I think we'd see a lot of high pressing this year. And I think they probably put a lot of energy last year into making sure they got a structure, made themselves difficult. You saw Mayo really struggle to break them down in the group game, make themselves difficult to beat and then build on that in terms of the forwards. And I think that's where they have to make their improvements is, is up front, that threat up front. Yeah. Keep an eye um, out for, keep an eye out for um, David Buckley, Newchestown or as they're known down in, West Cork circles, nuisance town, because they're such a bloody nuisance for everybody else. But uh, keeping out for David Buckley, yeah, young lad now coming on the scene, half forward, really exciting talent. Like played last Saturday in the McGrath Cup and played really well. So, you know, he's certainly one to watch. Okay, well, that's good to, I suppose, have some positivity in terms of them. But speaking of the positivity then, what about me, Lee, right? Because last year... Talton Cup, obviously, Colm O'Rourke comes out and says glowingly, we're going to go after this competition. They win it, the boost that that has given them. And you wonder how they attack this season now, because they kind of have that safety net of having won something last year, maybe wanting to take another step. What What's next on the horizon for them? And what would be success for Meath? Because promotion is definitely within their ranks if they wanted to go for this league campaign as well. Definitely. Uh, we were probably quite, I suppose, and rightly harsh uh, on some of the performance last year, I felt. The first game or two, it would it, it all look good, all at attack. But when teams then kind of realised that defensively they were very open, that they, they were just smarter than Mead. So I think Mead will have to brush up on, on certain things. The thing I liked about Mead, though, is, is the acceptance of Cullum and the Talton Cup and how we went about it. Uh, and he was very open around what needs they to be They really embraced on. it, didn't they, Lee? Yeah. Embraced it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the players bought into it. So the players have obviously a huge backing towards Cullum. So I think for me in particular, it's it's, it's a similar thing. It's, it's trying to get consistency now against the bigger uh, the bigger counties um, because it's going to be a huge challenge, you know, with the Donegal's, Armad, those type of games. What can they get out of them? Um can they get a good performance or do they want a big result? It, it's 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 how they want to set up against it. So I like I think a successful for me is probably staying in division two, to be honest, Jackie. Um mm-hmm. and then you know, Lencer is Lencer, to be honest. I, I'm not sure what way you look at that anymore. But for 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 me, it's just trying to be competitive against the top eight, ten teams now. And that's where they're at. And I think Colin was pretty accepting around that too, is just trying to get them challenged against those top counties again and and bring that kind of trust back within Mead. Uh bit of a kind of slow burn in the last couple of years but similar to there they're, they're very hard to figure out from year to year or what they're going to do but again they have a pool of players that they should be able to call upon and, and really what teams so um i think there's a lot to work with it's just i think it's trying to find a system now that's going to probably get them to compete against some of these elite teams and such um but success for, for me i think is hold in division two uh, and try and be competitive elsewhere outside that um, and not take some of the hammerings they probably did last year um, against some of the bigger bigger teams. And give the dubs a good out rattle as well. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, need to. They, really, yeah. they, need, they need to put it up to Dublin. Yeah, you know? that's like that. They take massive belief. And I, like that's, it's, it's not a, it's, it, I know it's it probably sounds like a, like a belittling achievement, but, but they have to, that's, that's yeah. where they have to get back to is within a certain scoreline or something just to give them something because every time they run against Dublin, it, it, it is a Royal Hockey. Sorry about the pun, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it, and it and it generally has been. And thank God for Kildare running Dublin close last year because otherwise the Leinster Championship would have been farcical again. So I think everybody wants me, the football, to be on the rise. The team that they beat in the Talton Cup final last year down are starting the year in Division 3. You've got Antrim, Clare, Down, Limerick, Offaly, Sligo, Westmead and Wicklow. And again, I think Rory Down are one of those teams that... Last year, we thought Conor Laverty had done an unbelievable job with them. We thought winning a Talton Cup would actually be a big step forward for them. You would feel in a lot of ways that they have to have another big year again this year. And progress needs to be beyond the Talton Cup for them if they are going to feel like they're they're going somewhere. Because th- that's a competition they easily could have won. And you would have felt like it would have been another step forward in their development that we have been talking about for a couple of years. I think there's a couple of different competitions that they could go after. Obviously, the league. I mean, I think they'll be between themselves and Westmead will be the potentially the favourites to come out of Division 3 and certainly contest the league final. I wouldn't see anything wrong with them harbouring ambitions to go and attack the Ulster Championship after that. And their realistic ambition at that stage, given the way the, the divvying up of the Sam Maguire places is going to fall now with me having taken that Talchon Cup spot, chances are the winners the winners of Division 3, as in the winner, the Division 3 final could be the most amazingly uh, consequential final in the history of league finals after them trying to get rid of them, given the fact that the winners of the Division 3 league final could potentially actually get into Sam Maguire as a result. And if that was the case, there's just like, there's an unbelievable season there for Down. He just needs to build on it. I think what you're going to have when you go in, when a county's at a really low ebb and a county with the kind of tradition and history that Down have, you're going to have low hanging fruit and you're going to have a couple of easy wins. Now it's where they need to push on from here. You know, look, I think this, do you have a really strong club scene? Kilku went out early. There's a good few players back. Laverty in a second, is it a second year in charge? I think it is a second year. Yeah. So I like, think, yeah. so look, I think there's, there's, there's loads for them to go after, you know, look whether and what, what kind of style of football will, will they play? Will it evolve? Um, I think losing that Talchon Cup final last year was a bit of a kick, but at the same time, I, like if you looked at it, looked at it on league positioning, maybe it went to form, and um, yeah, I think they, they they could be one of the big talking points of the year, uh, given the amount of things that they could potentially go after. Mm. I think that's an interesting point, Kiran, that Rory makes as well, given just what has happened with the Talton Cup and the position that the Division 3 final might end up having. If you're Conor Laverty and you're thinking, OK, we might have a crack at being, yes, the Ulster Championship, as Rory said, but also potentially being in the Sam Maguire, that's a big carrot for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jackie, like I'd say that's, and I suppose that's one of the downsides. It's a little bit of uncertainty around it. I think, you know, mm-hmm. now, depending on who gets them into finals, like you'd expect Claire might get into, or someone might sneak into a Munster final. That could possibly rule that one slot and you just don't know what's going to happen. So it's a it's a little bit unfair on the Division 3 teams that they can, mm-hmm. you know, go so yeah. well and, and, and still not get a reward at the end of it. Um, like, you, you'd also put, in, in addition to down, you, you would expect, like Westmead last year, you know, Fermanagh and Cavan came up and maybe Westmead having that slot, you know, pulled up the handbrake a small bit, maybe in the league and so yeah. they just yeah, took yeah. off the ball. And when you look at their performance in the group stages... Oh, they were outstanding. They yeah. were very, very good. Now, I do think, like everything, you know, I have made thoughts about, you know, the, the length of the season and the games every week. I think you're going to see... That, that was what, one of the fascinating things about the group stage is that there was a little bit of inconsistency and up and down in form in some of the top teams, which gives the the, the, the chances for Westmead uh, to, to compete. And they've done that very, very well last year. But I think they have to now go up because, you know, 
like what's a step back if they don't go up they're back in the Talton Cup what have they achieved so if you know they have to see themselves as a division two team and I think they're they're going to push hard but I think behind them you're looking at Sligo Sligo bit of momentum last year Clare obviously have lost a few players Antrim put up to Mead in the semi-final of Talton Cup well yeah. organized on Randy McEntee you know awfully and then you've Wicklow Limerick so it's it's going to be extremely competitive and and really you're, you're you're going to have to win probably six or six out of your seven games there to 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 get promoted. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting battle. But I'd be going I think down in Westmead are the two that have to kick on. Yeah, we have a great Mayo influence over Sligo. So what's he doing, Lee? What's he doing with Sligo coaching? Coaching, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, like to be fair, they, they have a really young squad. Uh, he's obviously seen something there that that has appealed to him. Like, so I expect Sligo to be be challenged in some ways. Uh, and you look at them last year as well against Clare. I know people laugh when I said that they gave Clare a good game, they actually drew them in the in the group game. So, albeit then Dublin took them back a peg or two, but um, yeah, Division Three just a bear pit as well. Uh, there is that, I agree, Kieran. I think. You know, for Dan and Westmead, if their aspirations are to really progress and, and they do really well in Division 3, not to get Sam Guire, it's nearly a, a bigger kick in the arse a little bit to, to mm. not be in Sam for putting so much into the into the league. So, but those two, you look, those two, two teams on paper, they're, they're, they look the strongest, uh, particularly Westmead after the performance last year. I expect them to really challenge us here and go at what Division 3 because they would have been very disappointed with winning Talshan, but then the performance they put in, in Division 3 last year. So I, I I suspect they want to write them a few rounds from last year. One of the teams you would have a big question about, though, Rory, is Clare, given, you know, oh, the vacuum yeah. that must be existing after Colm Collins leaving. A figure like that who has literally led the county to more yeah. success than they could have imagined. It's going to be very, very hard for them to restart and try to... You know, like as as Lee described it as a bear pit, that's probably the way it's going to feel for Claire because it's it's this is a, a hard one for them to grab the momentum of and and try to keep going back, uh, swimming against the tide in a way with lots of retirements as well. Yeah, and lads taking years out. Um, did mm-hmm. I see Owen Sexton, uh, or Keelan? Uh, Keelan Sexton. Keelan Sexton has gone for a year. Carl O'Connor's taking a year out. Podge Collins retired. Sean Collins. Cullum obviously. He, he Keno yeah. D, I mean, like, I think that's some, something in the region of maybe nine or ten players that have uh, either retired, take a year out, or have just decided they don't want to play. I mean, it is extraordinary just, and and there's kind of echoes, really, of when Conor Cunahan left Cork back in 2012, when a manager goes and the whole culture had could potentially fall apart and it takes you years to recover like the reality from a Clare perspective they're a fantastic jewel county like they love their hurling and their football that people tend to forget that like they were in Croke Park last spring Jackie putting it up to Dublin yeah you know the All-Ireland champions I came within a whisker of beating Dublin league game like you know probably should have won that game maybe we I don't know but I was there like I felt you know they had they, they gave Dublin everything um, and only for the bit of experience in the end Dublin got over the line like you know and so to go from there and then you could sink like a stone really really quickly I'd be very worried about Clare in Division 3 this year and um, I think it wouldn't be great for Munster football and it, like it's very difficult when you're in a dual county when your hurlers are so prominent and get a lot of the limelight and some of the best players coming up as we all know in dual counties if there's a choice, they will pick the one that they have the better chance of success and the one with the bigger profile. And that's unfortunately the fact in Clare. And, you know, look, worrying times for Clare football, I, you wish them well. Mm. 
Last word then on Division 4, lads. You've got Carlo, Leash, Leitrim, London, Longford, Tipperary, Waterford and Wexford. Longford coming off the back of back-to-back O'Byrne Cups, you know, like <laughs> Kieran, it doesn't get any bigger than this. That'll be a nice little uh, starter for the year for them. Yeah, and you would expect them to be one of the favourites. Watch them there at the weekend and after an every first 10 minutes, they could have been three goals down, but they, they recovered and they made life difficult for Dublin and they were very, very good on the counter-attack and uh, you got to feel disappointed relegation last year yeah. that, a bit of quality in them you'd expect them and I would probably think Leash to be knocking around with them as well like Leash imploded in the top cup I think semi-final against Down but you know Justin McNulty's gone back in there and you would expect he's he's got ahead of the curve he'll have them well conditioned uh, what about um, London beating Mayo last week Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to mute the call for you. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I think that's for me. I don't have that historic moment where they beat us. I was nearly there in 11 when it happened. So, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. But I, actually, I think there's a, again, not to, I think there's a bit of pressure not anymore this year. To, to Big time. League wise, yeah. for Leitrim in particular, I, I know there was a huge focus last year trying to get promotion and they missed out in the last day and then obviously having them. New York beat them then historically in championship. So I think there's a bit of pressure on Andy to deliver a bit this year. Uh, I think league is one they always try to, to target. So I, I expect um, Leitrim to go hard at this year. I think looking at the teams, I, I really do think Longford look, look the most favourable out of it. Um, and a bit of momentum. It kind of just shows, and I, I have been an advocate to say the pre-camps are, they are, they've run their course a little, and I probably will keep saying that, but... Then you see the likes of Longford and London's winning in it. You know, Longford winning the Burn Cup, London beating Mayo. I can see why how it gathers momentum a little bit and, and goes well for the league. Uh, I would still like to see them eliminated personally, but I can see the other side as well, the favouritism of it. So, but for me, um, I, I would say Longford been too strong for a lot of things. I, I love seeing London go on a run as well. I really would. London um, are after getting a couple of players in, I think. They've yeah, got four or yeah, five yeah. key, very, very good, high-quality players in, which would make a big difference. And they I look really good. Worrying up and smart, but yeah. the game against Mayo, they, they look well-conditioned, really strong. Um, and I was really impressed with their fitness levels at that time of year. Um, so I, I hope they, they can hold that down for Division 4 and give it a bit of a rattle and see where they go. Um. Because again, that's that's what we want to see. These teams have been really competitive. And you're and you're spot on as well. I think there is a little bit of pressure on Andy Moore. And I mean, they had it. Mm. They didn't. They, like I mean, first Connacht team. I don't know. Were they the first Connacht team to lose first, to New York? Victory, you know, yeah. like I mean, no. Was that embarrassing? Who knows, right? Um, then, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a long trip home. It was a long trip home. Exactly. We lost. And then you have, you know, they, they kind of. Played in fits and starts in the league, had a dreadful mm-hmm. Talchin Cup campaign, didn't really fire a shot in Connacht either, obviously. Um, yeah, no, he's got Mickey Graham in, ex Cavan manager, as part of his backroom team. I think that might give, you know, a lot of sort of older, more experienced head, which sometimes is no harm when you're starting out your managerial career, but he's under a little bit of pressure, I'd say, yeah. Mm. All right, well, before we wrap up then, obviously four divisions to get through, it all starts this weekend. So let me finish by asking you each a question then of what are you most looking forward to in this league campaign? And even the season ahead, Lee, like as you embark into another year of punditry, what excites you the most about this? Pick him on the match. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to the box office TV between yourself and Sean. Um... I'm looking forward to seeing if teams can adjust to certain the, the, the typical style we're looking at at the moment. Uh, I think there's a certain style that a lot of teams are set up with. 
I, I really hope there's a bit more progression in terms of can teams break down that defensive style with a bit more attack and progression throughout the league and championship. Um, I think there's scope to do it. Uh, and I'd, I'd love to see teams with a bit more risk and heads up football than this kind of lateral back and forth, you know, the boring side that we've come accustomed to it. Um, so I'm really hoping we get a bit more entertainment factor, but I love to see a bit more attacking player from some of our best players this year. And I really hope some of them take that risk approach and, and we'll see some of the best football hopefully played. It's an unlikely wish, but I'd love to see it. Too. I know, I'll double I know. down on it, like, you know? But, yeah, yeah, uh, you, you have to have a bit of hope about something. I w- I'm with you. Aspirational. I like it. Yeah. Kieran, what about you? Yeah, I, 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 I kind of share Lee's views, but I suppose Jack, in watching probably ten years, we're dominating defensive football, so I'm probably not. Maybe as optimistic that we're going to see such a radical change. Um, I think you know, I definitely got inspired. The club final on Sunday, I thought was fantastic. It was great yeah. to see teams back in Crow Park. I think if anything. It, it shouted out that the semi-finals should have been in Crow Park because it was brilliant to see teams being able to go. Well, you might have actually been able to see them then. Exactly, but what it, <laughs> it also done was it gave it gave the clubs a chance to play on a good surface, yeah. play yeah. the way they wanted to play. And uh, I, I I do think, I'd agree with Lee, that I do think, you know, football has taken a bit of a kicking in the off-season. Um, I do think defensive principles will still come first with, with with teams. You know, I don't think we're going to move away from that radically, but I do think that we might see counter-attack football a lot more kicking of the ball when teams are out of, out, out of shape and that sort of stuff. I, I, I think we're going to we're going to see it evolve a small bit, and, and I hope we do. Um, and, and that was prevalent near the, nearer the end of the championship last year, and it always is. Uh, but that's my that's my wish. But you know, we've been here before, and and, <laughs> and I think. We all love the game. We want it to evolve. I do still think, you know, I'd love to see just a few little tweaks, real train, real changes. Not nothing, yeah. nothing spectacular. Like get rid of the mark. Look at the role of the goalkeeper. Little, little things that could just, just push the game back in the right direction. We're not going to mm-hmm. see that. So, yeah, you know, no. we're, we're, like whether we like it or not, we'll have plenty of games of bad football this year. Don't fool ourselves. Oh yeah, here, trust here, me. I, just go that side. Fortune favors the brave. It's always the brave teams that win it. Yeah, the bravest team because they went at certain things last year that other teams were afraid to do. I know it's done, but you know you need that bravery as well in certain aspects. And I think teams adapt that a bit more. We might see better games, better spectacles, and more teams been really close to to, to taking Sam aware. I think one of the in, in, interesting things will, will be as well that you always talk about new managers and they want momentum and they want buying culture and they want to get their relationship, <clears> they want to get up and running. But the managers that are there were last year will have learned a hell of a lot about the season yeah. and how the season unfolds and the challenge yeah. physically and mentally. And it's going to be interesting to see how in the second year, how 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 some teams have learned from last year and how they might approach it. Because it's very, it's very challenging from a, a training block perspective, a conditioning perspective. You don't know what direction you're taking. But I just, you know, even I know Kevin, Kevin McStay spoke there in his press conference and he spoke about you know the the challenge of of coming out of the group system in the back of the court game and getting up for Galway and then having to face the dubs and those three games in two weeks the mental fatigue it took out of the team and you know I, I'd love to know when when Mayo sat down and looked at the year last year I'd say they learned a hell of a lot from it uh, in terms of the yeah. how the how the year flowed for them. So I think that that balance of new managers versus Managers that have been through the, the new season per se is going to be it's going to be an interesting dynamic mm. how it evolves. 
Hmm. Very interesting stuff. Last word to you then, Rory. What are you most looking forward to? Well, I think it's a really interesting point that just in terms of how the calendar plays played a role last year and what managers and players and backroom teams will take from it. Is it a coincidence, for instance, that a team that sort of tipped away in Division 2 won the All-Ireland last year? Mm. Is that a coincidence that, you know, they, they weren't having, you know, pedal to the metal from day one in Division 1 playing against the best teams in the country and all of the the sort of psychological right, and, phys- right. and physical that, pressure that that, 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 that brings. I'm, I'm, it's, I don't know. It goes provincial too, Royal, though. If you look at, at the top teams, the provincials aren't competitive for some of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, yeah. Take, take the Dublin's carries, for instance. Mm. They could nearly muddle away through a lot of the air until the real business end. So they can be fresh and then go at it where I think other teams just don't have that luxury. That's, that's true. That's the challenge for them in some aspects. So I think... Like take the Mayo example. I think they went too hard too early, and the candle burned too bright for for, for the early stage. It just it just burnt out towards the end. And I think they got caught. So I think Kevin will adapt and learn from what happened last year and, and try to. You might, and, and you might, and, and you might very well see the case where teams are happy enough to consolidate in divisions. They might just say to themselves, "Look, let's just win our home games. We win our three, yeah. we win our three home games or our four home games. We're safe, and let's not worry about traveling all the ways up to Donegal." On a, on a Saturday and like for a five, 600 mile round trip and expending loads of energy and risk picking up injuries. And then on a bus back down for another four and a half, five hours and your very first day out, you know, it, it, it's very hard to say still how teams are going to actually, I think uh, how teams are going to play out on that side of it. But I think the big thing for me, you ask what I'm looking forward to, like every good cork man, Jackie, I'm really, in, I'm, I'm really interested about Kerry. I think this is a big, big year again for Kerry. I know they won the All-Ireland two years ago. I know they beat Dublin, but that was a Dublin minus a couple of significant key figures. They came up against them last year. It was a game that they probably feel to this day that they should have won, could have won, but didn't. Um, that usually means a serious winter of discontent down there. And I think uh, David Clifford's 25 now. Won all Ireland, you know. It's it's funny how the years go by so quickly. Isn't isn't it isn't it amazing that we talked to Cork in this podcast? Uh, Rory had to finish with the year. I love it. I love it. In the All Ireland, you know what I mean. Rory, just (laughs) line it up. Yeah. I didn't know that question was coming though, Jack. You still found a way though. I love it. First podcast of the brand new year, and off we go. Let's wind them up. That's yeah. it. Well, look, if that's a sign of things to come, I am going to be looking forward to this season, lads. Thanks a million for being with us for our first episode of the year. Here's hoping we get a cracking weekend to kick it all off and we'll be back next week to review it all. Thanks a million for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, there's the whistle. It's over. It's over.